0: This is Podflix, episode 178. I'm Willie. I'm Paul. And I'm Nish.
1: (laughs) Tasty drink of water. That's right. He means that I had a tasty drink of water, not that I am a tasty drink of water. Although I'm that, too.
0: Are you (laughs) sure? I always drink bubbly water when we record this. What, what, what's your? Are you just all
2: good old tap? I I hate seltzer water. I have to admit, it, yeah. I, this is this is actually gin. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Paul, weren't you the first? You were the first person I knew that like had their home owned Soda Stream thing.
2: Ah, uh, yeah. yeah. Well, I'm i married to someone who lives on seltzer water, but I hate it. Um, and I don't I don't I don't understand why anyone drinks it. It's it's like I don't know. It's like taking it's like when you like people always complain when they when they like if you get go to like a fountain drink and the syrup's not working, you're like, oh, this sucks. And I don't understand being like, yeah, give me some of that sweet, sweet nothing. Flat. Tasteless, yeah. bubbly
0: bullshit. Yeah.
2: Funny, uh funny you mentioned SodaStream, he
1: said, segueing, because the movie <laughs> we watched this week stars someone who is a major sponsor of an investor in SodaStream. What? Somewhat controversial. <laughs> what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> you don't remember like a few years ago, like like Scarlett Johansson is like a major like investor and, and sponsor of SodaStream, which is an Israeli company. And she like received some flack for it because of mm, Israel, Palestine, blah, 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 blah. Way back. Is she Palestinian? No. <laughs> so she's not Israeli problem? either. <laughs> she's, she's like half Danish or something like that.
0: I don't, Dust, I don't know Dust anything Johansson. about this. Uh, this week, we did watch Black Widow. How many times have you guys seen it? Once or twice? Once. Nish? Is it the first time seeing it? First time seeing it. Okay. So we'll talk about that in a minute. One thing I learned this week, um, one thing, I, both, two things I learned, both kind of in parallel of each other, which is, um, um, I think our friends are tired of hearing Nish talk, so they just asked me and Paul to give speeches. And the other thing I learned is Paul's is great at giving speeches.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You guys, you guys both gave really good speeches.
0: It's true. Apparently, I well, wanted to hear two thirds of the uh, of the Podflix, um trifecta. Mm-hmm. I gave my only
1: private speech. Later this was, this yeah. was at a wedding, Whisp- by the way. We Whisp- weren't just giving speeches.
2: Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. It was it was a
1: Toastmasters convention. That's <laughs> right.
0: I always wonder what happens at those. Like me you too. Just, <laughs> like I know many people that have done them, but like. Is it just like,
1: I, I know it's not this at all, but I just picture them like, just, just yelling speeches at each other, just getting up and like giving this huge speech and then some other guy up and up' like, I'll give an even better speech. They're just, they're just trying to one up
2: their speeches all night. I I always thought it was just like a, a a huge ballroom full of people eating and then every couple of minutes someone would stand up and tap their glass and then give a speech and everyone would have to stop. It, it'd be like a four hour meal. You have to stop eating and listen to a speech and then go back. You get like two bites in and then somebody else would tap their glass and you have to go again. <laughs> That's kind of amazing. And everyone is like that
1: speech. Like it's like the toast speech. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. They're toastmasters.
2: That's what they do.
0: Are they all in toasting the,
1: the same person? Oh, I hope so. Like, that would be like great. Like you hear the same fucking story like 25 times.
0: How is that word? How is that um that organization not got hijacked and and you know with the word master in it? They should be called toast persons now. Oh
1: boy, let's not even go there again. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um it was good to see you guys in person that's the first time the three of us have been in person together in what three years two yeah, years? two years yeah Yep. first time in
1: first time in two years yeah it had been a while it was nice it was nice we we planned on recording while we were together and then that didn't work out at all and it was we, probably for the best because we would we have talked
0: been, about potentially recording yes and, well, well that's you know. fair yeah then um paul, paul podflex studio uh, northeast is moving to uh, Podflick Studio a little a little bit
2: due west and the gear didn't make it out. Yeah, I forgot yes. all the recording gear, which made yeah. it really hard to do. That's yeah. and, okay.
1: And like I said, that's fine because probably <clears throat> it would have been somewhat antisocial of us to just record a podcast Getting
0: during an w- opportunity to rewatch the movie. Though there you go. Mm, so that that's good. Yeah. Should we talk about this movie? Nah, we're not going to do that in this episode, are we? <laughs> all right, what, should we, what else should we bullshit about? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's all uh, practice our toasts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There you go. Uh, so we watched, is this 2021? There, there's a lot of um, hubble was... about this movie and, and the release date, right? Because it was supposed to be released in theaters in 2020. Right. And COVID happened, and they kept pushing the release date out. And then it came out on Disney+. Plus. In parallel with theaters or just par- Disney Plus? in yeah. parallel with theaters. Yeah. On but, July you know, 9th, 2021 turns out, you know, part of that release plan kind of screwed the main, ca- the main, um, stars, um, royalty structure. And there's a lawsuit after it, right? Which has so since been come- settled more or less. So we'll talk about all that, but like, Shh. let's come to the agreement. This movie is released in 2021 black widow starring Scarlett Johansson. And Nish, why don't you hit us with our little summary of what happens in this flick? Sure.
1: So this is, of course, part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe or MCU. And um, this movie takes place after the events of Captain America Civil War, which came out back in 2016. So this takes this is a flashback movie. It takes place. in if you know what happens to Black Widow and the other in in more recent movies, it has to be a flashback. Um, But this takes place after, um, you know, a bunch of superheroes are more or less on the run from the law. And during that period of time, um, Scarlett Johansson's black widow is uh, hanging out, you know, kind of laying low, staying away from the law up in Norway. And she ends up getting contacted unwittingly somewhat by um, her long lost or long forgotten sister, sister in quotes, because she, they are not actually sisters. Um, It turns out that when when um, Natasha Romanoff, Black Widow, was a was a kid, um, she was part of like a fake like Americans style family um, that was um, basically, you know, um, a bunch of Russian spies or at least a uh, mother and father who were really Russian spies. And then two kids who had varying degrees of knowledge of what was going on, um, who lived in Ohio and were pretending to be Americans. And um, this is all explained in the prologue to the movie and they kind of got broken up and now as adults they're finding each other again and um basically what the movie concerns is the um the red room which is kind of uh the uh secret program in the soviet union slash russia um that had been training black widows basically training uh women to come to kind of become these spies and it was kind of a horrible thing that they'd been doing and um Scarlett Johansson had basically thought she had sort of like gotten rid of the red room a very long time ago. And it turns out she hadn't. And that her old, you know, fake sister from this family uh, played by Florence Pugh um, is part of, you know, is actually part of this red room. And then she has to basically team up, team up with her old foster family to try to find uh, the red room and bring it down once and for all.
0: Okay. All right.
1: That was probably more convoluted than it needed to be, but I got there in the end.
0: You weaved it. You brought yeah. it back together. You weaved you, <laughs> you weave. We I came did. back together. Yeah. Don't know where to start with this. A um, couple things that jumped out to me right away. Um, I like origin stories. This is an origin story, but it's an interesting thing. Is that it's an origin story that's very out of order because we know this character really well. We know how she. Her this character ends, and now we're getting the origin story after her story has ended. How do we feel about the prologue in the beginning and a little bit of like her backstory did it, did it make you feel any differently about the character? Do we like how it was executed? Like what, what do we think about that first? Like was that 15 minute chunk, if you will.
2: It was helpful for the framing of this particular movie. I don't think it served any wider purpose than that. Like honestly, like the, the, I, it's really hard. I think generally when, when someone tells you like you hear stuff and then it's like, Oh, we're going to fill in the story later. Um, and you, oftentimes filling in the story isn't very um you know isn't like doesn't make it any better like it's like it was fine before and like I feel that way about this it was like "Eh, you know what it was fine she said like you know these things happened and whatever and we got little brief flashes of it at times and little bits of story and like that was enough like we didn't need like a 15 minute sequence kind of like laying into it pretty heavily except in so in so much as like it kind of sets up this entire movie but as far as like serving the character more broadly no i don't i don't i don't think so yeah how about you nish totally
1: totally agree with what paul said i mean it, you needed it for this movie it, it was quite important to set up the dynamic that happens in this movie because all of the other characters she interacts with are you know introduced in that opening scene and sort of You need to know kind of who they were once to each other to understand where animosity lies or kind of how they feel about each other now, all these years later. But I didn't feel like it provided any wider like like going back and thinking about how Black Widow was in other movies. Like it didn't do anything there. Like it wasn't like, oh, now I understand something about the way she was or anything like that, because that's not really who Black Widow is in previous movies.
0: She's a by the way. Yeah, I kind of like that. It didn't add anything to it. Like, I, I was fine with it
1: yeah let's like not it,
0: change a character that i already really like and try movie makers a lot of times will screw up by trying to like put something in you didn't see coming or well, like and, and like you definitely change the narrative on yeah a character. And, and you
1: definitely don't want to do something where if you go back like her character no longer makes sense like that would be right. bad yeah yeah
2: um, My if, fa- go ahead sorry Bob. no i was gonna say we're talking about the beginning of the movie i do just want to say can we just kind of Stop with the mournful versions of pop songs. Um, I
0: was just gonna bring that up. It's like the only okay. thing that really stands out to me is the smells like Teen Spirit, uh, and I actually liked it. Although it was like, oh yeah, there it is, expected,
1: right? Exactly. Like the I song, just like it's, the song. Yeah, the I like song the itself and the cover itself, I liked. But I totally agree. It's like this is, this is like you know whatever. Like ten years ago, like the issue was like everybody imitating the like Hans Zimmer like blomp from like Inception. And mm-hmm. now, like, in the last, like, five years, it's become, like, let's do the sad covers of, like, rock rock and pop songs, like, it's over, like, so, a tinkly piano or, like, a, a guitar or something.
0: It's yeah. so funny you say that because I watched, um I can't remember what they call that. It's, like, the drop womp or whatever. Yeah. And I, I watched um a YouTube video about, like, how it's, like, now in every single movie trailer and the key to a good movie trailer is a like a cover of a famous song done in a minor (laughs) chord progression with the wall so when i saw it in the movie i was like oh yeah yeah." there there it is it's like a movie trailer right here yeah um the other thing that you like the big takeaway from that prologue right is um we're meeting david harbour's character and we're meeting rachel weiss's character so Mm -hmm you know let's let's talk about them for a hot second um we will probably should talk a lot about you know um uh, you know the grown up version of Florence Pugh as as um her sister and that fi- family dynamic as a whole right so why don't we dig in a little bit on the parents right um i'm a big David David Harbour fan as a whole what would you guys think of him i liked him a fair
1: amount in this movie um it, it, so you know, he's. Um, it was interesting. I, I read this later on that he he um, he gained a lot of weight for this movie because he is heavy, and then he lost it gradually over the course of the movie. And they filmed the flashback at the end where he weighs mm. quite a bit less. Um, so that, that was the, that was like the last set of scenes they filmed was the opening huh. prologue. That's cool. All that which which makes sense. Um, he's fine in the prologue. I mean, it's fun. It's nice. But you know, most of him is during the uh, during the movie. Um, I wasn't expecting his characterization but i liked it a lot like he's this like kind of vainglorious buffoon who's also happens to be a super soldier like like he's he's super strong and everything but he's just like he's just like eye-rollingly ridiculous and like full of himself um in a way that's that's kind of hilarious and i really liked like that coupled with like his very like thinning hair like long scraggly hair like it it really it it did a good job, I think, of portraying like this very like proud, kind of like virile man who was like completely out to seed by this point. Like just like this like shell of himself. Like, you know, the American version would have been like, you know, fucking popping taters in a in a beer league every Saturday. <laughs> like like that that kind of guy.
2: Um I, I I liked him well enough. I thought like his character his character was weird a a little bit insofar as like, he was like, yeah, some like Russia's first super soldiers. Like we've already seen all the other Russian super soldiers. Like we didn't see them, but like they get, they, we know they exist and, and you know, going way back. Well, they weren't Um, Russian,
1: right? They were Hydra. I mean, they might've been Russian, but Russia and and Hydra were not the same thing. They just had a base. Yeah.
2: I I suppose that's true. Um, And um, I I don't know what to make of his stories about fighting Captain America, like in the in the 80s. I guess maybe maybe that's nothing, or maybe something will come. I think we learned
0: it's bullshit because they're like he was frozen in the 80s, buddy, and then he got all pissed and broke that guy's arm.
2: Yeah, yeah, but he seems to really believe it though, because he even mentions it later. Like he brings it up, um, you know, to um, to Natasha later and like asks about it, like as if he like sincerely believes it's something that he did. So I kind of wonder if there's something there that they're gonna pick up um or something like like a multiverse version of steve rogers or something happened um because he was really into it but he that is to say but whatever i liked him i thought he was i thought he played his character really well and i could see why like you know i, I didn't see the movie like when it first became available i saw it more recently and people were like oh yeah this guy's awesome um and i and i see why people like totally kind of fell for him a bit in this and like and he actually shows like some decent character growth throughout the movie uh um, yes where you know he ends up being like a guy who doesn't care or doesn't at least appear to care about these kids at all in the flashback and turns out that he actually you know cares about them quite a lot and like has some you know self realizations towards the end um about like kind of who he is and, and what he can do and um and what he means to people and and and, and i like that
0: I liked him the first time I saw him. I appreciated him more the second time because I knew what a doofus he was, and I knew there was going to be a little growth. And um, it's more—he's more fun. His character is more fun to watch the second time.
2: Um, Yeah, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't really understand the timeline of his character because like he knows a lot of information, but has also been in jail for an unspecified long amount of time. And it's like, how does he know where to find all this shit if he's been in jail for the last like twenty years or whatever? Like, I, I didn't really like. They're like, we need to bust him out of jail because he knows where this shit is. And it's like, how does he know where it is? He's been in jail for twenty years. Like, how does he know where to find people? Or, but for some reason, he does. Um, and you just kind of go with it. And I realize it's kind of like, you know, he knows mm-hmm. as much as the movie needs him to know. Otherwise, like, they wouldn't need to get him out of jail. Right. Um, but it. it felt I mean, the a main thing distant. he knew, right, was where to find Rachel Vice, right,
1: and 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 that Rachel, like. Which maybe she's just been at the same place. Like maybe that and was that always likes, her lab.
0: And that she was like in control of pigs. Right. He,
1: he knew that she had pigs. That's true. I mean, maybe that's something she always did. Like even before. Yeah. I don't know. I'm, <clears throat> I'm guessing. Like like you said, like it kind of maybe doesn't quite hold up when you think about it uh, too long. Speaking, speaking of Rachel Weiss you asked about her as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I like Rachel Weiss as an actress a lot. I thought she was fine, but I thought the character was like a big nothing like yep. comparatively like it was kind of like a thing where it's like yeah like did that need to be rachel Vice? like not really right yeah. like she really was, had
2: nothing to do in this movie
1: yeah which is too bad you know i because i i like her i have read later that like that character in the comics like more comes of her um so you know if later on she comes back in some way and is actually something like then it'll be more worth it not that i'm saying that'll happen but you know, in, in this movie, it was kind of like, eh, you know,
0: so what I found interesting watching this movie is, um, you know, it's, um, Black Widow. It's the story of Natasha Romanoff, but hell if Yelena wasn't the star of this movie. Oh, absolutely. It's, I uh, it,
2: if, yeah, I mean, I think that was the point, right? Like it was to pass the torch. I, I, yeah, I, I do
1: think the point was to make her kind of the star of the movie. But that does just kind of highlight. I, I know maybe this will move on to another thing we were going to talk about because it's kind of an important part of the, the whole Black Widow story of uh, the fact that it's like, you know, they should have done a Black Widow movie a long time ago, like the fa- I'm forgetting the pandemic, like the fact that they waited until 2019 to announce that they were doing a Black Widow movie you know b- basically like right around the time that we found out our eventual fate in Endgame it was kind of like really now um there it feels like no reason other than they hadn't written it that they couldn't have done this movie back in 2016 like after like after like actually after Captain America Civil War like and done it then when like we would have cared a little more about Black I mean not not that we don't care about Black Widow but you know what I mean it just feels kind of weird I mean I guess the one thing I would say is you know Florence Pugh wasn't famous back then so she wouldn't have been cast as as her sister if we had done the movie back then and that would have been too bad but it just feels weird that it's like oh we, you know she's finally getting a movie and then the movie like isn't she's somehow a supporting character in her own movie again <laughs> like just like she is in all the other movies like that was weird I I thought like not it, it was off-putting like it didn't I still like the movie the way I liked it because the person who ended up kind of being the star was a really good part of the movie, I think, but I thought it was, you know, it was, it was weird. I think that it's like, it's called black widow. It's presumably about black widow, meaning the black widow we know. And yet she's really not the person who ends up being the main character in a lot of ways.
2: Yeah. I agree with you. Like it there's, there's nothing that's made better by this movie, not being made like in continuity when it was, when it takes place. Um, and they, totally should have done that and maybe that even should have been the second black widow movie at that point um like there's no reason she couldn't have had the same run of movies as you know other characters did um and it it, and it does make it does make certain things like a little bit weird like you know we we find black widow at the beginning of um um at the beginning of end game she's like you know holed up at avengers headquarters and like kind of is like shut in and won't leave and now we know like she has this whole other family and it's like i guess did, did they get blipped too or we're, we're just like and like you know like if, if 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 this movie had been written before that had happened there probably would have been some character moments we could have had in that movie um that just kind of don't make sense now because it's like oh yeah she has this whole other support system don't worry she doesn't use it ever right um, and we never not right. see her refer to it ever in things right. that take place after this movie but the, but, it's, but it was there the whole time and that's true. That feels hadn't a little bit true i had not thought weird. about
0: i you know as the movie went and i've watched it twice it didn't even dawn on me like oh wait we picked this character up later after all this stuff happened then like she got a sister floating around out there that maybe could have hooked her up with some help here and there
1: yeah and, right. and like, like you said would, like during during the blip, it's possible they all got blipped or something like that, and you would think she would have checked at some point, but even before that, yeah, it it feels weird. And and like you said, not having any reaction that if they were blipped, she'd be very sad about that.
2: Yeah, so it it makes things, it does make things a little bit weird that way, that that in the way that they're going back and, like, they're filling in holes, but they can't make the stuff that happened later any different, so they have to, like, try to make it work, and it kind of works, and it kind of doesn't. It should just fucking... Made the movies when, <laughs> back when you know it, it was time, and not like waited so freaking long to do it.
0: Yeah, I think we should debate that in a little bit you know, and the reasons why or not. But but plowing forward specifically on on this movie in, in its own little chamber, I think um, my favorite part of this movie is the way the family interacted with each other. I just wanted to see if you guys got that same feeling. Like the dialogue was snappy. The way there's this like weird like directness and Russian humor at the same time that I thought they pulled off really well. And I don't know if that's the writing or if it's the directing of Kate Shortland. This is the first time I've ever heard of Kate Shortland as a director. Like, do we know anything about her? Do you guys like, you know, um, have any, any insights into like where, where that, or is it just like, Hey, we got four great actors together and they, they just had like awesome chemistry here.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm sure that's kind of part of it. I actually read that, um, that Kate Shortland, um, you know, the, the, um, as you said, the director and Scarlett Johansson, um, didn't want, or I I think they had, I don't know if they had filmed it and wanted to cut it out or if it hadn't been filmed yet. And they were like, we, you know, what, what's the point of the scene, but they didn't want that dinner table scene. The one the best fucking scene. I know. And it was, uh, and it was, uh how do you say his name Kevin Kevin Feige or whatever or however you say his name the you know the head of Marvel Studios who insisted on that being in there um this was like in an interview with Kate yeah that
0: whole bit when he's trying to get his his captain Russia yeah <laughs> his red guard his red
1: guardian <laughs> uniform on yeah yeah, no, he, I, I thought I thought that, that scene was... Um,
0: that was the only usefulness of of um, Rachel Weisz in the whole movie, was that scene.
1: More or less, I would say, yeah. And, and you know, to have another person... I mean, plot-wise, she was useful, obviously, to have a person on the inside, kind of, who could do some of the stuff they needed to do uh, during the climax of the movie. But, yeah, I, I like those family scenes. And, <clears throat> I mean, that was the main family scene, I would say. And, I mean, <clears throat> the movie came to life the most, I think, in general, whenever whenever you know um natasha and yelena were talking to each other basically whenever it was like a florence Pugh scarlett johansson like <clears throat> scene together yes. like those were those were the parts that i enjoyed the most
0: what's interesting is the comic relief was definitely david harbour but um yeah. i thought florence Pugh had the best like the most laugh out loud moments she was like making fun of her for posing and doing the hair flip and oh shit. That, like, was, yeah, that was
2: great! it was really good <laughs> And then she does it at the end, and she's like, "No, nah, that didn't feel yeah, good." She's like, "This is this is ridiculous." <laughs> yeah, well, that the way really she,
0: would like, flirt, she would like. She would make comments of like, "This is a cool way to die," or like, oh, no, "No, no, this is not a cool way to die."
2: <laughs> right? Yeah, she's. I mean, I you know, I I assume right, we're going to see a lot more of her, and this was like a really great introduction to her character and her take on it. So that part, um, I'm, for that, I'm, I'm excited to see more of her, and like, yeah. it looks like we're going to get a. Uh, it looks like she's gonna be in the She's the, gonna be in the Hawkeye, Hawkeye TV
1: show, yeah, based yeah, on the uh bit. based on the post
0: credit scene. We'll assume she'll be chasing Hawkeye. Um, right.
2: Yeah, it's kind of annoying that we're gonna get another one of these like the superheroes fight, fight, fight before they become friends um thing. But I guess that's that's what you do with superhero movies, I guess. Um Two other things that
0: I like have on my list of things to chat through, and I'm sure you guys have stuff on your own also, but um they are the action scenes and then the 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 bad guys and the um you know who the, who the evil lords are here right which is like you know the the head of um the red the red room R- yeah, red yeah room. And, then his, and then his you know his daughter's daughter, his daughter the, right. the weapon right so um either direction i'll let you pick action scenes should we just say like should we can we should we just tie a bow on and be like yes they were awesome Marvel action scenes or do you have anything you wanted to add to the one like the prison break and then two obviously the floating castle in the sky
1: so the scenes themselves um like in terms of those two so there, there are a couple more obviously right like there, there, there are those two there's also the um, the scene in the apartment before that, where the people break in to get them and it's the extended like chase, uh, on sure. the motorcycle and with the, you know, tank thing or whatever yeah, yeah, that's yeah. going on. I thought they were generally pretty good. I mean, they were, I, I, you know, the last one, the, 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 the floating red room one, the action scene to that, you know, it was your, it was a little bit of your typical Marvel, like, you know, a lot of stuff and things are blown up and you're not a hundred percent sure kind of what's going on. I would definitely say I prefer the other two. The, the the prison break one in particular was cool because of the avalanche. I mean, that was that was just a cool visual, um, you know, and everything being, you know, kind of white and all that. Like that was that I, I liked that one probably the most. Um, and then the, the, the other thing I'll just mention and then hand it over to Paul is that, um, you know, the one thing that I found disappointing, I would say, regarding action scenes was just the general way in which. Taskmaster was deployed in this movie um, for someone who you knew going in was like, you know, that that's a known villain in in, in Marvel uh, comics, you know, Taskmaster is someone who you generally know different origin story. And I'm fine with that. Like this was a different person than the person who is usually Taskmaster in the in the uh, comics. But she was like a henchman, basically. And I felt like it was like, that's kind of meh. Like she was, you know, it it felt very. Well, Bond movie esque, really, where it's like, like Dry cuff was like your, you know, Goldfinger or Largo or whoever you want to call him, and then like Taskmaster was like Jaws or Odd Job, which those are the cool people, but it still kind of feels like, eh, like just having her be like kind of a henchman was a little. I, I could have done with something different instead.
2: Yeah, I was. I think I was. I was expecting a. You know, I was expecting the movie to be slightly different than it was. I was expecting the movie to be a little bit more Mission Impossible than, like, kind of by the books Marvel movie. Which between Taskmaster and Red Guardian ended up being like, yeah, there's a fair amount of superpowered fighting going on. And like, you know, let's be honest, like the Widows are basically superheroes at this point anyway with like all oh, the stuff they can do. Um, That being said, I thought they were good. I liked the prison one in particular. Um, I thought that was really good. And yeah, I. I i agree with like the third act like big climactic scene it's like nah, it was it was cool like i like them fighting like while the while the things are falling and all that stuff's going on like that was really neat um but it does get to be a little bit much when it's like every marvel movie has this in the in the third act um i also i agree with imagine
0: Cash. a marvel movie without it in the third act everyone would be like what the fuck
2: Maybe, but I think if you could pull it off, man, that would be like people would, you know, that would be really cool. Like people would talk about that if you could um you know, if you could if you could do like a I don't I don't know what, like a more like I was going to say like an Ocean's 11 style ending where it's just like there's kind of like a reveal but there's no like big There are also um, ones like there are different flavors. Like I know they're all going to be
1: big and they're going to be CGI heavy, but like some of them feel more anonymous than others. Like I, I've been rewatching some of these with my kids and all that, and it's like, as an example, like Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange ends with a big CGI heavy thing, but it's different. It's a very memorable, specific one. You know, where he goes to, you know, Dorma, the Dark Dimension, and the whole Dormammu have come to bargain thing, and all that. That is like a much more memorable one than a lot of the other ones, where it's like stuff is blowing up all over the place, and like you know, it's just explosions and explosions and explosions. And I'm saying this as someone who really likes Marvel movies like I'm not. But, you know, even I'll admit like the Maybe. third acts are not usually the best parts of those movies.
2: Yeah. And ironic and, and not ironically, but w- weirdly, like Marvel does the giant flying thing falling out of the sky a lot. <laughs> um, <laughs> like how many like, you know, there's the, what a um, winter, winter soldier winter, winter soldier. Yeah yeah um and there's like a whole sequence in avengers of like the heli character it doesn't actually crash but it's crashing you know like they like right. big things falling out of the sky quite right a lot. i mean the end of age of ultron that is the whole thing that's
0: happening that is the whole thing yeah
2: <laughs> yeah exactly i right.
0: mean what about an end game, right right like Endgame. game yep the ship and all the yeah <laughs> thanos's ship gets blown up by captain marvel
2: right yep yeah exactly i would i would love to see like a globe or atlas of like the marvel world of like all the shit that's like blown up and crashed into it and like all the crazy stuff that agreed
0: you what? It's, it's it's good to own a development development business in um marvel universe because you are just renting your cranes out all day long yeah
2: a yeah. construction company can you imagine like at least i mean rebuilding shit it's still a goddamn step up
1: from cybertron cla- crashing into the <laughs> earth so there's that
2: um uh, I, I, do I, I was gonna about, say yeah no oh, sorry on. i was i just gonna say i do want to talk about taskmaster for a minute because two things on that one like the confirmation the conservation of characters made that reveal not very revealing um of who that character was in the end like um and because uh, for a while i was like oh it's the mom because we haven't seen the mom and then we saw the mom I was like oh okay it's the general's daughter because that's yeah, like the, that's only the only character. that on has been for. mentioned yep <laughs> um and i i hope we see i hope I hope we see her fighting style a little bit better because they talk about it. Like she can emulate anyone's fighting style and you kind of see it a little bit, but you kind of don't. And the scene that I was rooting for, which I didn't get was like, okay, Natasha has to kind of basically fight all the Avengers kind of one at a time. Um, And, and like that kind of never happens. Like you get a little bit of Captain America style fighting, you get a little bit of black Panther style fighting. And there's probably a, like she gets her own fighting style mirrored back at her. Right. Um, and that's kind of it. And I'm like, oh, that's such a cool idea. Um, and I, and I really wanted to take that like a lot further than they did in this movie. Yeah. It was kind of like put to the side and given like a B, a, like barely a B plot, you know, a C plot. To be fair, such- it might've been hard to figure out most of the other peoples. Cause
1: it's like, what's Iron Man's fighting style. It relies on repulsor beams. Like, I don't really know how that works or like, Thor's kind of relies a lot on his hammer like 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 a lot of their other ones like I I don't know that I could like I feel like the ones they did are kind of the ones who I would have like it's like well these are the ones I could probably point out like Captain America Black Panther Black Widow
0: like, I'm I try, would love trying to, to see think her. of another
2: one I would love to see her try to do the other ones without the gear you know yeah. and just
0: like <laughs> pull off Spider-Man let me know how that goes
2: yeah right or like trying to pull off
1: Hulk it's like well you can't like Hulk only works because he's Hulk.
2: Like, otherwise you're just punching like straight in front of you more or less Ant- Ant-Man style, but she hasn't actually shrunken down. She's right. just like landing on top of people. And, like... <laughs> oh,
1: I love this idea.
0: <laughs> How did we feel about Drakov? Like he's the bad guy in the movie, but we don't really see him till like the last scenes.
1: I was okay with that personally. Like I, I didn't think like I needed to see like, you know, peeking in on him, like kind of, uh, you know, throughout the movie or anything like that, or getting stuff from his point of view. I kind of liked only meeting him as they met him kind of, um, I liked him. Like he wasn't, I, I don't feel like he's a villain where it's like, man, like I'll remember him, you know, like there aren't that many villains in Marvel movies that fit that anyway. um, but I thought he was fine at, like, who he was supposed to be. I did like the idea that he's, like, kind of a coward at heart. <laughs> like, like and she kind of calls him out on it, basically. That it's like, well, you just, you know, you just sit here behind here and you just, you know, send the widows out to do things for you. And you're just protected by the fact that you have this weird pheromonal lock or something. So that none of us can, like, try to hurt you or, like, stuff like that. Um And I thought, you know, Ray, Ray Winstone play always plays like scummy people pretty well. So I thought that that worked uh, fairly well. Um, One thing this is getting a little off the topic of him, but um, one thing I liked about this movie, there was still a lot where it's like, you know, we've we've talked, I think, before maybe when when we've talked about Marvel movie. I guess we haven't talked about many movies, but we've talked about uh, oh, Spider-Man Far From Home. I forgot. Yes, we have talked about some Marvel stuff and and then the TV shows. But um, the world, the fate of the world was not totally at stake in this one. Like the Widows definitely were and obviously the Widows can do a lot of shit. So in that way, you could say the fate of the world was it, at this. But I like the change that it wasn't like, man, like, you know, like the Agreed. world is literally going to end if if they don't do this. And I liked that instead it was more like we're saving all these people mm-hmm. Um, that 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 worked for me. I, I liked kind of what the stakes were here. It made a lot of sense given like, given that she finds out, you know, early in the movie that not only is the Red Room still active, but that her foster sister whatever, whatever you want to call their relationship, like she actually ended up becoming a widow herself. She had to go through the same horrible shit that, um, that Natasha did. Um, and, you know, and that clearly kind of eats at her after after a point, you know, especially after the dinner table scene and so the idea that she could kind of prevent other young girls from having to go through that that they could kind of collectively prevent that um i thought was nice
2: yeah and i think that like i don't want to like pour water on the 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 small movie idea which i like but i think part of it was practical insofar as like in the timeline where this movie was set like they have to have a a story small enough that other superheroes wouldn't show up like it couldn't be a world-ending thing and and honestly the one thing that surprised me a little bit was like the 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 cameos were or like they drew a lot of attention by their complete absence. Like yeah. I kept expecting to see somebody to fucking show up. Like like at least Hawkeye to show up even like I know you get his voice very briefly. Right. That's um, it. But I I expected someone to show up in this movie. And I know a lot of those uh, probably the reason is a lot of those characters or contracts have expired. Um, right. And they don't Specific. Have them anymore. Yeah.
1: Specifically, Chris Evans like c- could have been the one you might have seen, and his contract is expired. So right. Yeah. But
2: uh, but I was I was I was surprised that that how isolated this movie is, and that you don't get anybody from the wider MCU. Really. I mean, you, yeah, you get um, Secretary Ross, right? A and then, little. Yeah.
0: I was going to mention that is that um, I thought there'd be a little bit. It's not a complaint, just statement. I thought. Based on the way they set it up in the beginning, there'd be a little more of S.H.I.E.L.D. chasing her during this, but they're kind of there in the beginning, like there in the end. Right.
2: Yeah, like I thought so too. I, uh, and like I said, it's not really a complaint. I just, knowing how Marvel makes their movies, I was expecting there to be a little bit more crossoverness happening. Like when, she, when they
0: were being chased and causing all that ruckus in the car scene, you figure S.H.I.E.L.D. would just be like, oh, Look at that right. the city is some massive car chase and things are blowing up. It is probably the person we're looking for. Right, right. Nothing. And it, it,
1: it may be that she got that they realized that after. And then by that point, they were already out of Budapest. Sure. Basically, but once that happened, it was interesting. Speaking of Hawkeye, um, they finally kind of let us know what Budapest was all about. And in retrospect, yep, feel shouldn't have done that. No, agreed, because. I mean, the main reason is like it feels really weird. Like now, like going back to those lines from the Avengers, like she speaks of it very fondly. And then you find out what the what what the actual mission was. And it's like, why would you speak fondly about this? Like maybe maybe she has fondness for like them being holed up in that safe house afterwards where there was clearly like some kind of huge shootout there. But like, you know, you blew you had to blow up somebody's daughter to like like it. Like this feels like it was very personal and kind of bleak
2: yeah this is definitely a situation where like whatever your imagination is was also better than the reality of right. of what it was and like and they had built up the mystique so much it's like they just they just should have left kept Agreed. it mysterious and never brought it it should have been a different
1: it yeah it should have been a different city and and budapest could have still been a mission that happened after like she was actually in shield you know that she could have done with clint at that point yeah so that yeah that was kind of a misstep, Although not I, a not a huge one, but a misstep.
2: I, I was a sucker for the Budapest, Budapest like back and forth. <laughs> yeah, I like it's that. Like a, it, it felt like slightly from a different movie, but yeah. it was funny. So well, is that guy
1: say. is that guy we think gonna show up in future movies? He's probably still around, Mason. I hope so. Yeah, he was nice. I like. I yeah. kind of liked him as like a supporting character. Now that now that uh, Sharon Carter is evil, we can we can have him instead. Oh, yeah, Jesus. yeah, being a <laughs> being being kind of like a supporting guy who kind of helps them out from time to time
0: i liked his um he was pretty flirty with um with scarlett johansson i was like are these two gonna hook up what's going on here
2: yeah i wonder if that's just a case of like two actors have good chemistry together and it's like well there's nothing we can do to make it not look like they're flirting so (laughs) might just might as well lean to it into it a little bit yeah exactly yeah yeah but
0: we so Sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, I'm out of notes, so whatever. Whatever. Well, I, I was going to say, we've,
1: we've talked about her a little bit, and we've talked, to, and we you brought her up, and I kind of pivoted to like Scarlett Johansson not being the center of the movie, but like we really haven't talked specifically about Florence Pugh all that well, much.
0: We actually haven't talked about Scarlett Johansson very much either, to be honest with you.
1: Uh, it's a little bit of a measure of kind of how this movie is, and in, in all honesty, I feel like she's uh, a little bit of a kind of not not a blank slate completely but like a little bit at, at the center of the movie um i mean Scarlett Johansson's fine like she's like nothing against how she acts or anything like that it's more just the way the movie is it's you know she's very reactive generally yeah. in the movie
2: it's, she's the straight man in this that yes. everyone else is playing off of exactly yeah exactly so. and 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 like you know it,
1: it, the movie's not that much i mean i guess to some degree it's a little bit about like like to the degree it's about stuff it's you know it's about her with her it's about her realizing that she has this other support system or this other family that she really didn't think about as a family um by the end of the movie she kind of has that and which makes it like you said paul weird (laughs) really weird that in retrospect that's not mentioned in any way um and i guess also realizing like kind of how, without really meaning to, she's really let down Yelena over these years. Um, in, in you know, by kind of not being there, not trying to contact her, and not really knowing what was going on with her, um, during this whole time. Um, and 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 that comes through. I think I think that's fine. But, but you know, I'm, I, I you know, echoing what Paul said before, the best thing about this movie is that it makes me very excited for. Um, Yelena Belova to to be in future movies for for Florence Pugh's character to be in future movies uh, with the MCU um, as like the new Black Widow because I think she is really fun in in, in a way that Scarlett Johansson's character just never was quite as much Um, and that's again not Scarlett Johansson's fault I think it's the way she's written generally in those movies and it feels like I certainly hope so that Florence Pugh's character is going to be written differently in future movies like more consistent with how she is in this movie which was like i said a a, a lot of fun like i very much look forward to her being in this hawkeye series and in future movies as they form the young avengers or whatever they're going to be end up doing here
2: (laughs) (laughs) yeah i i I mean i agree with you like you know scarlett johansson's version of the black widow was very much someone who had like the weight of their past on them the whole time and 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 it makes sense in this movie is about her like dealing with that right and finally and finally finishing it off. But I am excited to see like a new Black Widow who's, you know, not so burdened and is, you know, has a little more levity. And, and I think that, um, and I think that's kind of a side effect of when this character was like, when Scarlett Johansson's Black Widow was introduced like earlier in MCU, when like they were like, I think they were all like a little more dour and a little less afraid to be wacky. Like I even think back to um, the Thor the first Thor movie where we meet Hawkeye for the first time, and he is like a completely different person in those. And right, and, and and um, Scarlett Johansson's character never really got the time to like grow and change in the way that that um, in the way that Hawkeye did. So she kind of stayed like the dour early MCU version of that character throughout her whole run. And she's she's so? fun in
1: um, she's fun in. Captain America and Winter Soldier,
0: I would say. Yeah, that's I'm saying. I love her in Captain and Winter Soldier.
1: Yeah, but but part of that is because Captain America is like the consummate straight man. Like, like, I mean, the movies are much more about him always. And so like you, you get that anyway. But like, you know, she gets to be a little more jokey there because that's who she's paired up with for most of the movie. Um, but she 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 she's more playful. That's the most playful I think she ever is is in yeah is in that movie. Like, you know, the little like the the flirty kiss and stuff in the mall when they're trying to get away from the uh from the Hydra folks, the strike force, stuff like that.
2: And it's um, not even like that's later, right? That's like right in the middle. She kind of even goes back to being dour <laughs> in the in the especially like in the end game like uh Infinity War movies like yeah. she's she's a pretty dour character through a lot of it. I yeah, feel like yeah. I
1: mean end game makes a little bit of sense given what she's, you know Everyone I think who's lived through that to some extent is somewhat dour, except maybe Hulk. Everybody else is pretty dour,
2: <laughs> um,
1: and 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 Ant Man doesn't count because he didn't live through it. He was in the quantum realm the whole time. But um, and and Infinity War, nobody gets nobody gets a second to breathe in Infinity War. There's like so much going on in that movie. Yeah, um, true. Yeah, but um, I'm I'm. Interested. I'm not sure what to think of it. I'm interested to see how they're going to pull together this whole Julia Louis Dreyfus as like the the like mirror mirror image Nick Fury or something. Like she's like pulling together all these people. Um, but she's the, is, she's the Contessa or whatever. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Val. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I don't. I I don't like the couple times we've seen her so far. I'm just. I I, I feel the same way. Like it's a character that baffles me. Like is she is she good? Is she bad? Is she a little bit of gray? I, like, I don't, I know that she's an established character and I don't know anything about her, but like, it's just like, she is such a nothing right weirdness. I don't know what to make of her. Right, right, right. Like
1: she's clearly not good, but I can't tell if she's bad or like you said, if she's just gray, if she's just kind of like, kind of like, well, yeah. she's doing things like for her kind of, and sometimes that might be fine and sometimes it might be not so fine. I mean, I mean, right. the fact that she's sending that she's going to be sending Yelena after Hawkeye, you know, and, and not because Hawkeye has killed a ton of people during those five years, but because, you know, he, you know, presumably because he killed, you know, for some other reason, presumably, you know, who, yeah. who knows what her motive is, but I don't think it's that I, I don't get the sense that that's why she's going to be doing it.
2: Yeah, I don't know. Like, I, and I feel like they they kind of they're kind of introducing her in the same way they kind of introduced Nick Fury, and right? Very, very not,
1: obvious. Like that's very intentional.
2: Yeah, but it's not quite landing the same way. I mean, I mean, no offense to Julia Louis Dreyfus, but you know she's not Samuel L. Jackson either, and like it's it's she's not making the same kind of splash that he did. I feel like, right? It it's
1: it's more yeah. Well, and also the people. I mean, I mean. Elena's fine, but you know, it's like the other guy's John Walker, and it's kind of like, well, who cares? He's a right. douchebag. So, <laughs> like, well,
0: we'll see how that goes. He is a douchebag. Yeah. I'll say Um, if you like Elena and you like Florence Pugh's performance, um, I recognize her right away because I saw a movie during the pandemic called um, Fighting with My Fighting family. With family. Yeah. <laughs> and she was excellent in that also.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, she, I mean, she had a, I think 2019 was when that movie came out. And that was like yeah. Florence Pugh's like coming out because she was in that movie, which was pretty well received. Then she was in Midsummer, the the you know the the Nordic horror film kind of thing by the guy who did Hereditary, which was a big hit, and she was a star of that. And then she was in Little Women at the end of the year. Mm. Um, and I don't know. I don't. She might have been nominated for an Oscar for that. I can't remember. Mm. I th- I think she might have. I think she was. Um. So yeah, I mean, those were three big movies she was in, and now she's kind of a household name. And do you know who she is in a relationship with? Out of curiosity. Um. You're not gonna like the answer.
2: <laughs> uh, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not David like Bra. It's,
1: it's it's not like somebody problematic, but it's definitely oh, okay. Who you, it's it's definitely somebody who, like, when you hear it, you're gonna be like, "Eh, really?" Because that's Robert how I Pattinson. felt. What? Robert
0: no. Pattinson. Nope. My warmer, cold. Zach Braff. Oh, really? Okay. Wait, Zach Braff is our age, right? Yeah. And how old is Florence Pugh? She was born in nineteen. She, <laughs> oh, <in> 19- no. <laughs> she was born in nineteen ninety-six. Yeah. Oh no.
2: Yep. <laughs> oh no. Okay. Yep. Yeah.
0: She's about to have a whole lot more money than Zach Braff.
2: Yep. That is very true. I don't know he probably does all right with. Uh, Homegirls going to be a star what, of Marvel. His, his scrubs residuals. She's going to be. <laughs> yeah
0: no garden state residuals yeah
2: yeah well it's true if if marvel's known for one thing it's paying their actors extremely well especially
0: on the back end of their contracts yeah, yeah. <laughs> i'm glad they got settled and i'm glad scarlett johansson got a settlement because i thought it was such a fucking bullshit rubbish response by disney oh yeah absolutely
2: yeah it was bullshit yeah, and and uh, But it wouldn't surprise me if like they had the whole thing planned out. It's like, we're going to say this and, and we'll probably get sued and like, you know, we'll have to settle and like, whatever, uh,
0: bring more attention to the movie.
2: Yeah. yeah I mean,
1: kind of, kind of weird attention, but <laughs>
2: uh, yeah, I don't know. I can't believe, well, maybe, maybe uh, I can't believe a company of that size would be that dumb, but I guess I should never, uh, underestimate how stupid people can be at times, so. <laughs>
0: it goes to show you how, exactly if they put up a little bit of a stink there must have been a lot of people streaming that movie early on a they, lot
1: they said there were i mean right they it, the first week they said that i forget what the numbers that they said from disney plus but they put out numbers
0: that first they did.
1: week yeah i think they said 60 million or something like that
0: yeah basically 60 million chopped off at a at a points of that chopped off of scarlett johansson's paycheck
1: right and 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 so so like the first week it was a ton of people and then they made a big deal out of the fact that like the movie just like plummeted the second week in the theaters and they also didn't say any numbers after the first week for disney plus so that makes think that you know it might have plummeted there too
2: um i mean i'm sure between this and like all the hbo max stuff like this shit like streaming stuff is just gonna get built into contracts going forward now oh yeah it definitely will and, and it
1: also seems very obvious that I think what Scarlett Johansson said is correct, which is that the in retrospect, you know, releasing it this way was a mistake. Like in in like it made sense if they had released it even back in May when they which was the redone date after it moved to 2021. Uh, but then they moved it back to July. And I think if they had released it in theaters, it would have made in theaters only it would have actually made a lot more money. And I think that's I think think that's borne out because Shang-Chi got released two months later and made a ton of money. Shang-Chi made a lot of money like that. And and that was and that they kind of said, like, well, this is a bit of an experiment. We're going to try it only in theaters. And it worked. It made a lot of money. And I think in retrospect, it's like, yeah, it seems like Black Widow would have made more money if you'd done it that way.
0: I don't remember what movie I was reading about something they released in parallel with just on HBO and in theaters and it's still crushed in theaters. Fuck what was it recently? Hmm. I don't think it was the uh, Saints of Newark.
2: Yeah, I wonder what it was. Did um did either of you guys pay for this movie? I did not. I th- first time around, yeah. yeah.
1: I thought about it. If my kids were older, then I probably would have cuz, you know, in the end it's what $30 was was what it was. And yeah, and, but- and, and and that would have made sense if I was going to be watching it with my kids and all that. But like like I said, like my kids weren't quite old enough to just sit and watch it with me it's the kind of thing like we'll watch it eventually but it was kind of a thing where it's like if i watch it with them i'm not going to like follow what's going on because i'm gonna have to be answering questions like the whole time about who's this and why like why are they doing this and all that kind of stuff the entire time
0: halloween kills 50 million dollars in the box office and released the same day on um i think peacock
1: interesting well maybe that's why because people are like i don't know nobody fucking has it yeah right yeah i have peacock peacock too but a lot of people don't
0: two thirds um yeah there we go i I did i did pay for i paid the 30 bucks because um black widow is one one of my favorite marvel characters for all the bitching about how she plays the straight character like i actually quite like her a lot and two like penny absolutely adores her as a character yeah.
1: i like black widow i i, I also like her and i like how they kind of learned how to use her as the movies went on because well, let's face it iron man 2 not a good introduction to her no. <laughs> yeah it's like i would not be happy if i was scarlet Johansson looking back on that where it's just like oh man i'm nothing but eye candy in this am i um but from that point on, she's much, yeah, it's much better. Like after Iron Man Two, from Avengers on, it's like okay, like she's. I have
0: Control dead. Alt deleted Iron Man Two, <laughs> completely.
1: That's it's not but, it, it is not a horrible movie, but it, there's also really.
0: It's
2: very, the Mickey Rourke one. Yeah, but 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 Justin Hammer shows up in the post credit sequence in, in Black Widow.
1: Does he? or no? Is... <laughs> no, no. Justin Hammer is in. Where wait, is wait, he? he He's somewhere. Up? He's am, in that I, he, well. He shows up in that one shot that they did of uh, of uh, Trevor Slattery for the, the the fake Mandarin.
2: Oh, that's right. That's yeah, when when, when they go yeah. to prison, yeah, he's he's yeah, in the prison right. with him.
1: Yeah, and my under he'll probably be. You know, they're going to do uh, one of the shows that they're going to do and and on Disney Plus. I don't know at some point next year, a year, two years from now, is uh, Armor Wars.
2: Yeah, he'll definitely and he'll show up probably
1: that. he'll he'll likely be in that. I would imagine, yeah. which is good. Get to see more Sam Rockwell. I have no problem with that. Whenever yeah, when that I like happens.
0: Him. Yeah, he'll probably be dancing, showing off his butt. Exactly, you know, as he does, as he does. All right, okay. We're, we ready to grade I, it? I think we're good. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna kick to um
2: Paul first. Um. Well, shit! You caught me unawares. Um. So I I. <laughs> had three weeks to think about this we're putting a grade on this movie (laughs) format change um i i I like this movie i didn't i didn't love this movie i feel like in the end like you know black widow got done dirty the whole like the whole her whole time in the mcu and and kind of including this movie like it, it was a little it was a little like too little too late for me like um this movie should have been made years ago. And, and I think there should have been like two or three black widow movies. Um, and that would have been a lot better. This is like, okay, I'm glad they did. It's better than not doing it, but you know, they, they, they should have done a lot better with it. Um, I think this movie will probably seed a lot of stuff that will pay off in the MCU later. Um, so, you know, there's that. So um, all, all in all, like I'm, gonna give this movie hmm, it's gonna sound harsh but i'm I'm gonna give this movie like a two and a half like honestly like i don't really have much desire to watch it again like this will i the only thing i would be curious to do would be to if to watch this movie like if i was i don't know if i'll ever do this but i was gonna watch like the mcu movies again to watch this movie like in chronology like watch it after civil war and um see how it see how it plays like that way like marvel machete order kind of thing yeah exactly
0: um paul whatever you do don't watch one
2: don't watch one what
0: any one of those movies because you'll then end up having to watch all of them oh i know don't watch
1: one you know me Um, there's only 24 of them come on yeah it's a long weekend um 25 (laughs) once here if, if you want to go to the theater and watch shang chi I do not want to go to the theater, but I do really want to see that movie. Um, and I do also. I bet it comes out soon. Isn't uh, Disney Day or whatever, you know, that day they always have, isn't that sometime in November? That feels like a prime time that they would unexpectedly make Shang-Chi available.
2: I don't know. I would like that. But yeah, so anyway, so I, I, I like this movie. I didn't love it. Um, and yeah, I'm I'm, I'm I'm not excited to watch it again anytime soon. So I think that says a fair amount. Okay, hit it, Nish
1: uh three out of five so slightly slightly higher i i agree with what uh, a lot of what paul said i definitely agree with with everything you said about that they should have done this earlier and there should have been multiple movies um i don't, I don't see why not you know I, I think she's a pretty major character and we got all these you know we're getting a fourth thor movie and Thor's great don't get me wrong but like come on you know four thor movies and we get one black widow and it's after she's dead come on um yeah. and and talk about being done dirty you know it's like I understand she wasn't going to be part of the MCU forever, but come on. Every, everybody feels like Hawkeye should have died. Right. <laughs> and like, and, and black widow should have been the one who's still alive. She can retire peacefully and, you know, and still be around kind of for, well, for little I, cameos and things.
2: <laughs> I don't, I don't know if I necessarily agree with that, but like, I, I do. <laughs> I, well, I agree with I feel- myself. <laughs> <laughs> I agree with me. <laughs> I don't know. The argument I I don't want to I don't want to derail the middle of your review, uh Nish, oh, but like, I feel like the argument the, the argument that should be made in that one is just like 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 two Hawkeyes like you can't do this, you have kids. And like and 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 she doesn't, and that's like an important part of her character, right? And like to It is an important part of her character in a very problematic way. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean problematic
1: well that's like the you know that that joss whedon line from age of ultron right that she feels like she's a monster because she can't have children and it's like oh i don't care about that i don't care about that part of it yeah
2: no i don't i don't don't care about that
1: yeah he has kids he also was like a horrible horrible person for like multiple years like just like I mean, I know he was killing like low lives, but he was still. Oh, killing, we're not but...
0: talking about Joss Whedon still. We're talking about Hawkeye.
1: Yes, yes. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Sorry. We go, we're going back to the Hawkeye versus Black so, Widow. Well, it
0: debate. works for both, I believe. <laughs>
1: well, until I got to the part of killing multiple people. <laughs> yeah, as far as you know, <laughs> you right? Know. Exactly. As far as I know, but
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I mean,
1: it's fair. He had a family. I, I I get it. I mean, we have kids. It it makes sense. Um. Anyway, getting back to, to but, what I did, but none of that's a, none right. of that's why they did it, but. Right, So fuck. right.
2: <laughs> Maybe um, it for all the wrong reasons.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I do feel like this isn't... It, it's not a great Marvel movie, but it's fine. I I would watch it again. I mean, the one thing I'll say about it is that it went by pretty quickly for me. I didn't, I didn't feel like there was a part where it's like, mm, like, let's get through this or anything like that. So so that's good. Um, And, you know, ag- again, I think I'll end up watching it again, probably, because like you said, it will probably have some bearing on, you know, future movies that come out. And so in retrospect, kind of going back and watching, if nothing else, as an introduction to the new to the new Black Widow, which I'm sure we will see in many, many movies uh, going forward. But, you know, it's it's not I don't think it's one of Marvel's best efforts. Some of that is just kind of like you said, that the timing that probably should have been different uh, in it. So three out of five for me.
0: I'm um, taking, uh, we're, we're gradually getting better with each, each review. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm pegging it up to four. Um, wow. I'm not going to add to the things that you, you guys have said, but, um, or or repeat what you've said. But what I will add is, um, I don't know, in some ways this was the closing of one chapter and opening of the next. Right. And I thought it did a very, not just adequate. I thought it did a very good job of that. It closed a chapter on Scarlett Johansson in a way that, you know, I felt a little rooked. There was just so much going on in Endgame that you didn't have time to like, appreciate the end of a character you really liked. Cause it was, let's truth be told, the end of Endgame was really more about Iron Man and not about her. And, um, you know, uh, I liked her sister and I think I look forward to seeing her sister as the new Black Widow. So uh, the action scenes were great. I loved the in all the interactions with the family i thought it was a thoroughly enjoyable i think if you watch it a second time when it's on in the background paul you'll be like this was better than i thought it was
1: <laughs> i i you know one thing i will say watch it in the background that's right <laughs> Raves Willie with this four-star review no, uh, no like you're not, you're not going to i
0: know you're not going to intentionally go seek it out so if right. it just happens to be on and you're like watch it again like but i think i i think it's better than you think it was but but that's okay if
2: you, if, if you're gonna hold to your guns i mean listen i'm I'm going to see it again i fucking seen right. thor 2 twice so i'm gonna see it again yeah it's it's
1: yeah exactly I mean, I mean i say it's one of marvel's like weaker efforts but it's you know it's definitely better than like iron man 2 and incredible hulk and thor the dark world and you know it's like it's it's better than the ones where it's like mm, like these
0: yeah know. i've never been able to make it through a garden guardians of the galaxy movie really just don't do it for me yeah.
1: that's fine I'm, they don't I'm, do it for I'm, me I'm, either I'm, I'm the only one who likes guardians of the galaxy out of the three of us i guess
2: yeah i i have to force myself to watch those movies yeah. just to know what's going on with them because everybody yeah. seems to love them and they have like they had big parts to play in like other and like you know the infinity and war, war yeah. game yeah.
0: yeah yeah but i didn't know anything about them in <laughs> infinity war and endgame i'm like well those are the guys from guardians of the galaxy
2: the, the, the second one of those movies completely slid off my brain. I don't remember a thing that happens in it, but yeah, I'm in the middle of watching that with my kids, the second one, which I definitely don't like as
1: much as the first one. Although there's, you know, there's a scene or two, which is really good, which is pretty
0: funny. And then the rest of it's like, eh. I think I got the point. I don't think I need to watch them. They're yeah. funny.
1: I mean, you're talking to, you know, someone who likes them. So, <laughs> but
0: all right. Hey, do we ever decide what we're watching next time? Oh, we did.
1: We did we because uh, Dune is is coming out. Will have come out by the time everybody now, hears this.
0: <laughs> here's something that I heard: is they're gonna they will have released it the day before on HBO Max than the theaters here in the U.S.
2: Really? You mean so it's coming out on? Thir- it came out on Thursday and doing it Friday in the theaters.
0: Yeah, the twenty. 20- 1st and the 22nd interesting Thursday at 6 p.m. I think maybe Pacific time, but still they bumped it a day ahead.
2: I realize this, this kind of stuff. I I mean, I guess on balance it hurts the box office, but I love it because I was not going to see any of these movies in the theater anyway. Right, so. yeah, right, right. Exactly.
0: exactly. And I'm loving a lot of HBO's releases this year.
2: Yeah. I mean,
1: I'm sure Dune is going to be a movie, you know, whatever else we think about it, that's going to be a movie where it's like, well, wow, like, we're we will be missing something by not seeing it in the theater just because of the sheer spectacle of it but tough you know it's like i'm not going to theaters right now it's just this is i see it this way or i don't see it so
2: yeah you listen I'm, I'm watching it on my phone the way the director intended
1: it's exactly
2: you know paul if, um, in fact
1: i, I believe denny villeneuve wants you to watch it uh vertically <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's set up
0: my building has a theater
2: i can rent for three hours interesting we could watch the first half of the movie It's <laughs> a movie six hours long <laughs> no no, no. actually i don't know how long it is i assume it's very long though it's uh well 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 we're, we're
1: starting to talk about dune before we've even seen it. it it only covers the first half of the story i know that oh okay yeah so it's it's uh it it is intended hopefully assuming it does well enough to have a second movie um
0: so that would be probably didn't.
1: Yeah, that that probably keeps it from being quite as long as it would otherwise be.
0: Mm. The other uh, thing that I promised you guys I would talk about in addition to what we're watching next week is um we've come to the conclusion that it's time for me to watch some James Bond movies. Have you guys decided? I'm letting you pick the order. By the way, am two I hours doing and thirty five minutes. Yeah, I just saw that too. There you go. Am I just watching the Daniel Craig ones first? Am I watching Bronson? Am I? We doing some type of weirdo? Like you know, you, I'm going to watch the good ones. Am I going straight one to twenty six of them? Like ha, what order am I watching these in? <sighs> good question. <laughs> um, Step into our parlor. What's What's the first one? Doctor Who. Doctor No. Doctor No. no. Dr. no. Yeah. <laughs> I've never seen a Doctor Who episode either, Paul. Yeah. We'll we'll make you watch those start to finish. Doctor No starring Sean... <laughs> 45
2: seasons of Doctor Who. So yeah, the starting Blackout. with like
1: what did it start? Like 1960 something?
2: Yeah. Uh
0: Dr. No starring Sean Connery? Yes. yes. He's the first bond. Yes. He is and, the first bond. And he did how many? Six. six. Six? Six plus one that doesn't count
1: later on. So six, right, right. really.
0: So the one that doesn't count later on. Like Roger Moore had taken over as Bond, and then Connery did another Bond movie just because.
2: He he did another movie that was not part
0: of, let's call it the BCU, the Bond Cinematic
1: Universe. <laughs> right. It was, it was, uh, it, it, he is James Bond. He is the character of James Bond, but it is not produced by, uh, Eon Productions, who, who did does all the other bond movies and is not considered part of like the continuity
0: at the time it was this
1: weird contractual thing right i believe i I can't remember
0: exactly how it worked how did this another studio get to use the character james
2: bond there's weird stuff with i mean there's weird stuff with the rights um, that come up um that's a weird one yeah Could
0: could you imagine that happening nowadays where outside of marvel fucking chris evans went and played captain america
2: i mean right that that i mean i feel like that's the kind of thing though these days right because intellectual property is so valuable they get those rights on lockdown but there's like there there can be weird stuff where it's like you know oh they option the rights to all of the novels but not the short stories starring the same character you know there's oh like stuff God. like that like right details. And it used to happen more often because it wasn't considered quite so valuable and you could get a cheaper deal by just giving, like, you'd tell you, like, just give me the parts that I like and then it would become valuable and somebody else would scoop up the rest of the rights and it used to get real messy a lot of the time. Because hmm. these are all based on books, right? That were... Besides
0: the fact, I'm going to start watching one at some point in the next two weeks. I'll plow through my first one. We'll do some mini flexes.
1: So did I we mean, say, you, did did we say how you should do this? I mean, just, no, we didn't.
0: You, you, well, you, just pick my first could, one, please. You
1: could go ahead. I mean, you could go. I, I would say you
0: could. Can I start with Daniel Craig? You is could. That, is that acceptable? I, I,
1: I was going to say you could. You don't necessarily. That's a nice thing about James Bond movies in a general sense is that you're not missing a ton if you just start in the middle. Like, like, it's not like you're like, I don't understand who anybody is or anything like that for the Although, most part. I, but. The, the Daniel Craig say, ones, more than any other ones, I follow a bit of a story. And so... Yeah.
0: Wait, wait. A, better question. Paul, what's your favorite?
2: I would say that you should start with Goldfinger. because is that your favorite? It is, that is it, is most, it is
0: the archetypal Bond movie.
2: Yeah. And, and a lot of it will look very familiar to you. Right. Because, it is, this is the movie that started a lot of things. And, right. and actually, there's a lot of things even in... The um Daniel Craig bonds that that back yeah, to, in, in to a Goldfinger, yeah, in a couple of them in particular. But
1: yeah, that that is, Goldfinger is the movie that everyone thinks of when they think of James Bond.
2: Yeah, and it's, and by the way, and it's not just for that reason. It's also it also is one of the really good James It's, Bond it's movies. really good. Yeah, yeah, it's really good. Yeah, so I would it's, say it's certain... it, it, it's the movie that
1: made James Bond a thing. Like it was the, it was the third James Bond movie, and it's the it was the first one that was like a huge success.
0: It was um, nominated and won for best effects and best sound effects. Oh, and they hold up.
2: Let me tell you. (laughs) (laughs) It's 1964, so, you know. (laughs) There
1: there aren't like weird effects or anything. It was a
0: nominee for best original score.
1: Sure. James Bond music, you know. The Goldfinger theme, which is a fun theme.
2: That was a legit hit, right? I think so. Yeah, I believe yeah, so. I think I think that was a that was a hit. The song that charted, I think. Um, yeah.
0: I'm looking at the cast. I've heard of I've heard of Odd Job. I've heard of Pussy Galore. I've, I've, you there like, you go. Yeah, I've heard yeah, it, of Goldfinger. It, yeah.
2: Exactly. Like this this movie spawned like a million things in pop culture that you're aware of. Oh yeah. Yeah, Q. you were you were right. It was uh, number eight on the Billboard Hot 100. Yeah, I thought it was I thought it was a big hit. Yep.
0: All right, so I'll start with Goldfinger. And it seems that it's available on Epix. I wonder if Epix has the right to all Bond movies and I need to subscribe to this fucking thing for a year. Interesting. I don't even know what Epix is. I don't either. Me it's kind of like Crackle, right?
2: Remember Crackle? Uh, it is on Paramount Plus. So that's well. Right. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm going to watch this. I'm going I'm I'm to watch too. I haven't, seen, I haven't seen any of the old Bond movies in quite a number of years. Ness, so. You
0: should watch this and we should just do a normal episode on it. I'm gonna get you guys to watch all the Bond movies with me. This is my this is my way of getting you to do it with me.
2: I'll watch I, I don't need to you didn't need to twist my arm to watch a Bond movie. <laughs> yeah. I mean I've seen Goldfinger like fifty million times.
1: I'll watch it again. Yeah.
0: <laughs> all right. So Dune Dune next week and uh Goldfinger at some point in the next, you know, month or so.
1: Sure.
2: <laughs> Sounds good. Sounds good. It'll be a change of pace. You
0: know what I thought was really funny is um at this wedding, one of our friends insists that he keeps sending us emails. <laughs> God, <laughs> and I believe him.
1: I just don't know where they go. We we have an email from him back from do we? uh yeah. We do? I, so I looked this up um, after he bitch. said this. Have you just not been checking the mail? This whole it, it is possible. <laughs> we have we 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 have one email from him. Not 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 multiple ones. One email from him that was back on December thirty first.
0: Oh, oh wow. wow. Yeah. He must have been really, really killing life at that point. It's New Year's and I'm emailing Podflex.
1: Right, exactly. Um yeah, I'll read it. <laughs>
2: let's do <laughs> <laughs> <From December 31st? laughs> yeah. So let's it. Yeah.
1: Let's go. It's funny because it is about something that he absolutely talked to us about at the wedding. Oh,
0: yeah, no. let's let's, it do, is, it. let's it is, do
1: it. Yeah. It is titled Ted Lasso Revisit. <laughs> uh. I just binge watched Ted Lasso and then went back and re-listened to the podcast. I'd be interested to hear you guys go back and talk about how the show ended up for the last three episodes, whether it held up or jumped the shark for you. A couple of fun notes. Roy Kent's name is awfully close to Roy Keane, who is probably the most successful Irish football player of all time and won 19 trophies, 17 while playing with Manchester City. Then right after retirement, he came became coach of an average football club and got them to win the Champions League title, which promoted them to the... Uh, Premier League. I think he means championship title, not Champions League. Um, also, in 2002, he was sent home to Ireland because he was complaining about the training facilities. Not for weak shower pressure, though. <laughs> Dead last, joke. all right. Also, the story of Richmond FC is almost shaking, shaping up to be like the real Leicester City FC story. They were relegated multiple times, even to the third tier of English football. Then in 2014, they got promoted to the Premier League, and in 2015 to 2016, won the whole thing. The English press called it the greatest sporting shock ever, as no team person for any sport with with such long odds had ever paid out like that. They were dubbed the Unbelievables.
0: About that, hmm. yep. This is a very thoughtful that was email the, uh, from, from this guy. Yeah, it's surprising. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> he, had, he had some, he had some tidbits to add and stuff like that. Um, tidbits. Ted, yes, exactly. Twenty sixteen to twenty or twenty fifteen to twenty sixteen. The the Leicester City year was the year that I first started following uh, the Premier League. Actually, so it's kind of a fun year to start, where it was like this unbelievable story that like no one could uh, could fathom, you know? Because mm. yeah you know, the English soccer, you know, football, if we want to call it that is like one of those things where it's like, as much as we talk about in, in, you know, the U S about like, you know, in baseball, I guess, or in basketball to some extent about like the same teams, like where it's like, well, you know which teams are always going to be in it, like the Yankees and the Dodgers or like the Lakers or like whoever it is. It's like, that's really how English football is. It's like, it's like Manchester United, Manchester city, Liverpool you know, Chelsea, like it's like, it's like the same six teams. They're even called the big six. Um, and so to have like this random team all of a sudden come up and win one year was like pretty incredible. So that's cool, kind of cool. So we got an email. How
2: about that? Uh,
0: in short, the last two, three episodes, whatever we didn't talk about. Yep. Still dope. (laughs) Did you binge watch season two, Paul?
2: Uh, no, not yet. Um, but the, the shark definitely was not jumped in season one. Um, and yeah, it was great. It, If anything, it finished off better than it started. So, really loved it.
0: I got um, two more episodes to go to wrap up the season. I just haven't gotten to it. It took me a long time to get to the last two episodes of Squid Game, which is probably for another podcast. Probably.
1: Oh, boy.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I was curious who was going to crack first on that one.